Welcome to the Ken Hill Podcast. Oh my gosh. Yep. Here we go. Another podcast. And uh, this one is probably going to run a little bit long. Um, I've got a lot to say on this one, as of course, as usual. And we're going to break this podcast up into a couple of different um, sections. One, it's, it's a little bit of an update on what's been going on over the summer, some plans for 2020, some trends I've been seeing, as well as a part two to podcast um, 69. Uh, and I'll explain that uh, in a few minutes. So yeah, been a little while since uh, uh, my last podcast. And quite frankly, I've been I've been busy. It was a crazy busy summer, the school, the race team, and a bunch of the other projects that I've got uh, I've got going on. And I had uh, multiple um, blocks of time where I'd literally be home for 24, 36 hours um, in a three to five week period. I had quite a few of those. And I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, asking for your pity, but I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not going to release a podcast uh, until I've got something to say. You know, these podcasts are structured in a way for me to get a lot of information to you in a very short amount of time so you can process it, listen to them over and over again. And I'm, I'm not going to compromise on that. I'm not going to do a podcast just to do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast when I have something, I have something to say. So yeah, a little bit of uh, housekeeping on the podcast before we get into it is, uh, yeah, the podcasts are doing very, very well um, between all of the platforms that they're on. We're at, uh, we're at um, well over 800,000 listens. So fantastic job and thank you uh, for everyone. Some of the changes that I wanted to make to the podcast this year did not happen, mainly because I just end, did not end up um, with, the, um, with the time, nor getting the right people in place to, to make that happen. And that's something that I am, I am looking at restructuring for 2020, and I'm working on it. Um, yeah, so the podcasts are, are doing great. And again, I appreciate everybody listening and using this as a, a reference um, for their writing as well as having it as a library of reference for your writing. There's, there's so many good things in there. So podcasts are doing great. Donations? Yeah, not so great. Uh, I'm going to guilt you a little bit on this. At over 800,000 listens, I think my income on these is, is um, about five hundredths of a penny uh, for each listen. So not great. And uh, I'm, I am going to guilt you a little bit on this um, because... Um, I do spend a lot of time using a lot of my resources and using my team uh, for these podcasts. And yeah, simply if I if if, if I had a buck a listen, yeah, I'd, I could I could do a lot more things with this, um, uh, with this, and, and and certainly expand it and make it better for you. So, you know what the bottom line is: if these podcasts mean something to you and you want me to continue to do them, then I urge you to put whatever value in there uh, in a donation. Um, that is right for you. Um, I certainly don't want you to donate if, if, it's, if, it's, not, if it's not there. But um, if there's value to you through these podcasts and they've made a difference in you and in your writing, hey, maybe they're worth uh, more than what you're going out to lunch, uh, lunch for on Friday. So anyway, so there's my guilt trip uh, on the donation part. Part of also this, uh, this summer, a lot of things went on uh, this summer in the update. I went to a lot of track days, did a lot of tr- uh, track day classroom sessions, which is what actually this, what spurred the second part of this, this podcast. Um, and I'll get into that uh, on the second part. And honestly, the writing, the writing's not getting better. I spent a lot of time out on track. I spent a lot of time, you know, listening to people. 
um, talking to track day providers. Um, I'm actually consulting with a couple of race organizations because we're seeing the bottom lines, we're seeing more crashes and we're seeing more red flags. Um, and that's definitely motivated me to, to want to take next steps with this and, and um, help people get better, uh, get, get, get better with their writing as well as a better pathway um, overall for their writing and, sh- and showing people that there is a trajectory for all of this. So you will see some things differently for 2020, um, and we'll, we'll work into that in just a second. So to give you an idea of what focused writing really looks like, we just got done with our, our Rick School kind of for the summer. And when we started our summer season at High Plains and moved it all the way through UMC and Thunder Hill, we completed 16,700 laps between instructors and students without a crash. 16,700 laps. And these laps were not one ones that were um, held back by any, any speed limit. Um, I personally set, um, I think, at all but one track that we went to. Uh, I think I set personal bests on, on my reference bike, uh, FZ10 on Q3s. Many of our other students and instructors set personal bests as well. So we weren't limiting ourselves on, on speed in, in, any way, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, instead, we, we focused on the process. Uh, we worked on the process, and that's where our progress came from. So 16,700 laps, it's completely doable. It's absolutely positively doable. And the same thing with your writing, which is, you know, going to all these classroom sessions, what I found is that the people that came to every classroom session, the people that asked questions, the people that got engaged, hey, guess what? They got better. They got a lot better. So again, it's completely doable. So please hang in there with that and commit to getting better in this sport. Second part of this uh, of the updates is um, with a little bit with the Rick program and the Rick Race team. Yeah, the Rick Race team is not coming back for 2020. And I know there's been some some rumors on that, but the Rick Race team is not coming back. Um, Adam and Josh um, did exactly what they they said they were going to do, and really it was a fantastic proof of concept for for the you know my methodology and what we do and and how you know the Rick program was was building complete athletes. And I'm so glad that we did it. And the interesting thing, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to that. When I, when I look back at that and I look back, okay, what was I supposed to learn from this? The things that I, I looked for things to learn, obviously, because I'm always trying to get better so you can get better. And tech, technique-wise, I, I really didn't learn anything new. But what I learned was I learned a lot about processes. I learned a lot about people how I'm still, you know, um, communicating with people and how they're reacting so I can do a better job of communicating. And we learned a ton about data acquisition. We've done a lot of work with data acquisition before, but of course, as you go quicker and things get get more pointed, um, we have to look deeper into the data. And so, yeah, the data um, the data ended up being a, a really fun aspect of it or a very frustrating aspect with it. But uh, yeah, we learned so much on on data acquisition, found out that we really do have things in data that, that matter. And um, just as we worked on with what I mentioned about the technique part, I'm, I'm basically doubling down on my fundamentals because anytime that I tried to stray and try to figure something out new, or do, no, it didn't work. 
it really comes down to the fundamentals um, that I've developed and I've, the fundamentals and specifically the, the right order. And anytime I strayed from that, I found that, that things got difficult, right? They got tough. And, and instead, if I just made it more simple and, and again, stayed with those, things got much, much easier. Same thing when we applied that to data acquisition. So yeah, we learned a lot about processes, about how to make things um, communicate better, how people react to it, and what are the big key takeaways with data acquisition. I also found the other big takeaway for two th- for this summer was I really found out what airports sucked. <laughs> There's, or which, uh, which routes I, I should fly, which routes I should not fly. So I did find out... Uh, a lot about that, and I also have like the uh, the, the airline um, airline hotline number uh, memorized as well. So, all right, 2020 changes. Yeah, you're going to definitely see some things uh, changing in 2020, as far as a little bit even with the school, but as far as even how this podcast is going to go, uh, I'm working on it, and um, I really want to make uh, make some big next steps, uh, big steps with this uh, with this podcast. So, okay. All right. So yes, I blabbed for ten minutes, and uh, let's finally get into uh, to the meat of this uh, this podcast. And this is um, this is part two of uh, of a series. And um, the last podcast um, that we had, we we talked about uh, routines, right? What happened with this particular podcast or this 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 particular topic is when we started working on this in in classrooms, we started getting people to build routines, I ended up having quite a few questions. People love the idea of a routine and that was great, but they wanted to take it another step. What are the report cards to tell me if I'm doing things right in those routines, right? So in other words, if I'm out there looking for bike placement, what, really what report card should, should I be looking for? And, uh, or if I'm looking at a slow point of the corner, what should I be looking for? So it was fantastic that we got people more focused on on what to look for, but now we have to give it a little bit more of, okay, how can we identify some of those, some of those things? So yeah, this podcast uh, is really part two of podcast 69. Um, so we've got our routines. Now we've got to work on, on what, to, uh, what, what to see. What are those things? Let's take a step back. What is a routine? A routine is a set of fixed actions performed regularly. Right? And if you can do them over and over again, um, you've, you're doing those, those things because you've narrowed down what's most important to you. And of course, that quickly identifies what is important, but it quickly identifies what is not important. And it also quickly identifies when you're out of your routine, right? Because something just really, really glares at you. We need to take a look at some of those, those report cards that say, hey, Am I in my routine? Am I on the right path? Is this right? And let's, let's, we're going to dive down. We're going to dive into those. And within those, we're going to break them down into the order of the sport. We're going to break them down um, uh, in the order of what we sort of should be looking at. The ones that I'm going to, to talk about, yeah, they're not just the only ones. And as I went through the classroom sessions and, um, I suggested some report cards to look at when people came back in. Of course, you know, I asked, how did that go? What did you find out? And, and of course, again, this is all part of, of, of trying to get better for you. Um, I found out a lot of people would add something to that, um, to that with, you know, with their, with their own language. 
That's exactly it. That's exactly what we want. We want you to be able to have literally an infinite amount of these things uh, that you can focus on to help get your, get your writing better. So yeah, all right. When we look at report cards, the definition for us in report cards is it's really an evaluation of your performance. Or how about this? Let, let's, 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 make it, uh, let's make it really easy. How about, how am I doing? How am I doing? Right? So we need these things to say, how am I doing? What are the things that I should be looking at to say, how am I doing? I'm going to take you through um, a bunch of these. So you're going to have a chance to uh, hear a lot of things in a short amount of time. And um, you're going to be able to write them down, go back and listen to these a bunch of times, whatever you have to do. So, all right. Some of the report cards that we're looking for, and again, we're going to go through the order of the sport. First one is, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan for your session? And again, willy-nilly, just willy-nilly writing. Hey, the problem with that is that if you don't have a plan, then you don't have something to focus on. If you don't have focus, you don't have your technique engaged. So the first report card is, do I have a plan? And then we look at bike placement. The biggest report card that we look at with bike placement is our apexes. Thinking about, am I on my apexes? Then we look at track dynamics, exit corner, entry corner, balance corner. Which one is it and how am I approaching it in relationship to my exit, right? So an exit corner, right, apex or the the slow point comes early, entry corner, slow point comes late. Um, Oh, that's weird. That kind of works into the next one. Where's the slow point of the corner? Where am I letting off the brake? How am I getting to my exit, How am I getting to my exit? Am I getting to my exit with the throttle? Am I getting to my exit taking away lean angle? Am I getting to my exit not having to let off the throttle when I drive? So fantastic things there that we can take a look at. Am I using all the track? That's a really simple one. And am I using all the track on the entry as well as the exit? And we'll give you a couple cool things for that um, when we talk about turning rate. So just right there, there's just a few things on bike placement, that each singular one of those things that you can go work on when you ride, right? Those are report cards that you can go look at when you go and ride. Then the next thing we look at is our vision and our focus. There's so much to this one, but we're gonna try to make it, we're gonna try to make it super, super easy for you. And the first one that we look in that, let's get our eyes warmed up. It's as simple as doing some scanning in the pits some scanning back and forth, telling yourself you have to move your eyes. Let's get warmed up. So let's get our eyes moving so you don't find them. You're not having to find your eyes when you get on, on the track, right? So let's do some eye warms up, warm-ups. What about your reference points? Do you have your reference points figured out? Um, do you have your reference points figured out on a track map? Okay, they've got some great vision things right there. What about a focus trigger? Do you have something that, that as get your, get your mind engaged, right? Get you something uh, to turn your brain on for when you go ride. How about this? How about a refocus trigger? Do you have something that if you find yourself in a situation where your mind wanders or some weird situation out on track that you need to have re- be refocused, right? So what is your refocus trigger? Bunch of things there in vision and focus. Motor controls. Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> in every sport, right, we see we see baseball warm-up and football warm-up and basketball warm-up and volleyball warm-up, blah, 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 blah. But we don't warm up for our sport. We need to warm up those motor controls. 
So let's make sure we do some warm-ups with our motor controls. What have you done to warm up your motor controls? And that can just really simply be you sitting in your pit before you go ride, ro rocking your bike back and forth and applying the brake and applying the throttle, even with the engine off, to get your brain engaged on your motor controls. All right, so let's, let's get our motor controls warmed up. Great things there. Find your first 5% and find your last 5%. Here's a good one for you. And this one came in a lot more often um, than I anticipated, even though I had mentioned it, but, but people um, really responded to this report card. How's my breathing? How's my breathing? Scott Russell just had the most massive respect for Scott Russell. And Scott Russell would say, I make sure that I exhale at turn in. I exhale at turn in. I'm not holding my breath at turn in. What a fantastic report card to take a look at. So let's make sure we get our breathing going. And also, how about tightening your core muscles when you go to apply the throttle so you don't have such an abrupt throttle? So great thing to work on there. Brake adjustability. Brake adjustability. Yeah, we, this really starts with, am I, approaching, am I approaching the corner with the brakes for what that corner has to offer, right? What type of corner is it? Where should I be letting off the brakes? And again, as we mentioned before, an exit corner, right? It comes before the apex, entry corner comes at or after the apex. Another great report card of brake adjustability. How much neutral throttle do I have? Man, this is, that is one of the best report cards that we can look at uh, in our riding is how much neutral throttle that we have because there's so many things that we can do to, to manipulate that. Another one we could look at as far as brake adjustability is draw your brake graph for each corner. What does it look like? When should I have initial brakes? When should I have speed control braking? And when should I have you know, your trail brake, and when should I have my entry speed? Where should I have my roll speed? And where should I be letting off the brake? That exercise alone is a fantastic thing. So turn and rate, turn and point. So yeah, take a look at that and, and thinking about, okay, what is the radius? What is the radius of the corner? Is it something I'm going to turn in early and slowly? Or is it something I'm going to turn in late and quickly? Where do I want to end up on the exit? Do I have a turn in reference point? And again, let's talk about exhaling, exhaling a turn in. Another one that we want to think about as a great report card is I want to be parallel, parallel with the side of the track at turn in, right? There's a millisecond, millisecond of being parallel with the side of the track when I turn in um, for a whole bunch of reasons. And if you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts, it talks all, a lot about that. So anyway, great report cards for turn in rate and turn in point. Body position, man, we can, we can really take this one to so many degrees and this one becomes obviously very, very personal. Great report card, right? Are you sitting in the middle of the seat? Uh, we we want to make sure that we're either left or right before applying the brakes, right? So let's make sure we're either left or right before we're applying the brakes. And we can take a look at, okay, is our outside thigh in the correct position, right? The, one of the biggest things we look at for correct body position is where is our outside thigh located um, in it, as it engages the gas tank. So, man, that's a huge, huge report card on body position. Same thing with your inside foot. Where's your inside foot? Is it in the right spot? Is the heel up and is the heel engaged? Getting your core muscles, core muscles um, tight. When you go to your brakes, are you using your palms to hold yourself in position with your elbows not locked, right? Are your palms in the right spot? Another great report card for you. How about this one? This is one that I personally use when I start getting a little, um, uh, when I start riding a little bit tight or the pace comes up is can I wiggle my fingers after releasing the brakes, 
So if I go to release my brakes, I want to have my core engaged, I want my body set, I want to be able to just slightly wiggle my fingers so I know I just don't have this horrible death grip uh, on the bars. So that goes right into, do I have weight on the inside arm after turn-in, right? We want to make sure we have that inside arm loose so the steering head hand um, can move. Also, can I pick the bike up on acceleration, right? Is my body in a place where I can be taking away lean angle on the exit as I add throttle? Oh, some great report cards there for you. Man, we have a lot to work on, don't we? So if you're wondering what should I be working on or what should I be looking for? What are the report cards for all of the things I should be doing? Well, man, we just, we just got a bucket load of them. All of these are covered in the previous 69 podcast, right? It's all there. And really, it's up to you to spend the time to listen to them, write your notes, and, and get better. So yeah, this, uh, this podcast, I really wanted this to be um, something where we got a little bit of an update of, of what, what my summer was like. And a lot of the things that I learned um, over, over the summer, as, as well as sort of what the consensus is from the last podcast, which is, uh, hey, you know what? The routine is great, fantastic, but let's take it a step further. So there you go. You got tons to work on uh, for next time, and uh, I hope to see you at the track. Copyright 2019, Ken Hill Coaching, all rights reserved.